is your boy Joey Burnham, and this is another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. Yeah, with your boy Fred Free. I've been trying to do a fucking show on hip hop and the nerd connection for so fucking long. We need to do that. And I'm here, I'm and here I for couldn't that. pitch it to nobody else. I I'm, know you'll fuck with that. I'm, I'm here for that shit. And, and what I mean by that is, once you get to a certain level of hip hop, yeah, it ain't really nothing, and and it ain't nothing really but a bunch of nerdy niggas putting their nerdy experiences in the music yeah which some people like the street rappers don't gravitate toward it because of that yeah but they actually do it too on the low on the because, low because you got to be a nerd to yeah because you because the truth the, the truth of the matter is these mugs like street cred is a it's it's like something all oh, they've always it's like everything else human beings create they create a false thing to, to cover a real thing you see what I'm saying? Because street cred is for real. It's but, a created mythos. It's a created mythos. <laughs> exactly. These niggas that created a fucking mythos and they yeah. ain't nerds. Exactly. But um, and nerd ain't no negative word. But but no, like it's it's a connection with all that. Because the way I learned how to rap was listening to my favorite rappers. But aside from that, I got to a point where I would watch the X Men cartoon and hear the jargon yep. I will watch Star Trek and hear the Star Trek jargon I will watch Fist of the North Star and be intrigued by the artistry in it yeah. so the vast vocabulary of these projects and these works the motherfucking the artwork itself if you're talking about drawing and, and things of that nature you wanted to put that shit in your raps. You wanted your rap. Me, me personally, I always wanted my raps to be a beacon of how fucking nerdy I was. And I wanted to sound smart. Yep. F early on. Early on, I just wanted to sound smart and say a bunch of nerdy, cool shit. And, um, and I'm not going as in-depth with it as I could, but... Twilib Kweli, Lupe Fiasco, Cannabis. Them motherfuckers is nerds. Yeah. So... You know, I listen to, like... They lost soul is the nerd. You feel me? Nerds. Again, nerds ain't no bad word. It's not. It's nothing. No and I'll be honest with you, everybody's a nerd in like a way. In, in, their, way. in their way. Exactly, because yeah. you got sports nerds. You got, you know, uh, it's just basically you got sports nerds and media nerds, nerds and comic nerds book nerds and, nerds and everything. If you're fanatical about something and you study it, yeah, you you probably might be a nerd. Yeah, that's it, and that's what that community is. So. But I'm talking about like the the stereotypical. He reads a lot of books. He yeah. watches anime. But he, see, but still, that's, those guys. Uh, yeah. That's that's the type that, like you said, there's different forms of nerdism. Yeah. Well, that's the type of nerdism that I'm saying, and I I'm not saying that other forms of it. But they and then like I said, they're big in hip hop. So like a lot of people in the hood that folks didn't want to, they didn't actually go out and say I watch anime. But we all know that there were a lot of around the way dudes watching anime uh reading comic books or they couldn't read comic books because they make parents couldn't get their hands on them or at the place or whatever but they were watching the super friends and they were doing all this other stuff they watched all the stuff that everybody else paid attention to and they would come back and tell you about it you see what i'm saying because if they were so hard that they weren't doing this stuff they wouldn't be doing this stuff but they were singing the songs the same song we say it's just people took on like whatever persona they needed to get them whatever they wanted 
See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if the persona, the bad thing in the black community, the persona of just being the I don't feel shit tough guy, which causes you to have a heart attack, go crazy, and probably get thrown in jail, outweighs the persona of, hey man, I'm just gonna relax and have some fun and maybe read this book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that outweighs yeah, that does. shit. In, in a it lot does. of areas, you know what I'm saying? It, and, it's, it, it's, and, and that's the thing. Like, so we celebrate the shit we shouldn't celebrate. You know what I'm saying? It's true. You know, and like most, and there's a lot of shit we should not be celebrating. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you don't pop bottles because your boy went to jail or got shot. That ain't you. If you waiting for your first gunshot, that's a problem. That's why. That's why Lupe was talking about how drill music scared him. Because really, what drill music, and he didn't mean that like he's scared or coward. He meaned it like that kind of is a sort of nihilism in black youth. It shows kind of like because if you listen to it, like I said, even the, the modern black like uh stuff that's being played uh on the radio and stuff there's a lot of depressing stuff in it a lot of nihilism it's not just like people oh that's just mama right but if you listen closely these kids are saying something there but that's what they saying is usually like i'm popping these pills to try to get away from whatever and the word savage when they call themselves savage this means bastard basically they saying they savages they out here raising themselves. You know what I'm saying? People missing all of this. I'm like, hip hop has always told you something. It always mm-hmm. has something to say. It's gonna tell you, like most deaf said, hip hop is where we at. It's wherever we at. And I and and that mumble stuff and the and the modern dance rap isn't the entirety of rap. Like dance music has never been the entirety of rap. It's just a subgenre. Rap is loaded with subgenres. Yes. Yeah, like, cause I was. It's a varied art form. It's, yeah, it's yeah, cause it's a medium, and that's something else. Like I said, I'm, I'm a. That's another reason why I do these shows because I'm a champion of our culture because I feel like our culture is lumped together, and we're told that we're monolithic creatures. And if one black guy's over here talking about I shoot you in the face, they said, well, that's all of y'all gonna do it, right? That's what you do. You just a beat playing. You're gonna talk about shooting people in the face, right? Well, no, actually, I got this song about knowledge, huh? What's that about, man? That sounds boring. But wait, there's a different kinds of rock and roll. Why can't I just do this song? You know, like people, people yeah. are looking for someone to prove them right. Like if yeah. you go into a situation assuming that black people are one way, yep, then you're just looking for somebody to come along and prove your theory. Yeah, that's if confirmation if, bias. If, yeah, that's yeah. confirmation bias. You're just looking for thank you, thank you. Oh, that's life. So yeah, if you think all black people are violent savages you're gonna ignore the polar opposite until you get to that violent savage and then that's when you're gonna say hey didn't i tell you i remember me me and and i want to touch on that black nerd shit go back to that real quick but before i do i remember me and um and i always say his real name i remember me and uh jonathan crane we were talking about how what 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 DMX album was that? Where DMX was talking about raping people, he said, um uh, all, all your mans have been to jail before. That not was, that. That, line, that that line. I think it was the first I think it was on uh, DMX's first album. Uh Hell is Hot. That it's dark and hell is hot. There was a song on that album where he said something like, And then I raped your daughter right in front of you. Something, something, something. Please will you? It was real graphic. Yeah. Now he was doing it for something. I'm I'm not condoning it. I'm not bashing it. I'm not trying to make any particular statement about that song. But somebody was like going hard against that particular song. Yeah. Saying how horrible it was. And I can see why. Yeah. 
no argument there. But he had so many positive songs before that track that in order for, I think it was a woman who was saying, don't listen to DMX because of this song about rape he got, that he has, right? Yeah. But in order for her to get to that track, because she, I'm assuming that she doesn't really know at the time, because this is when the album came out. I'm assuming she don't know who DMX is. I'm assuming she don't listen to DMX. This is not one of his radio friendly songs. It's an obscure DMX song. So you have to dig through the other tracks to get to this song. Why did I'm asking myself, why did you ignore the Jesus song? Why did you? Because he got a Jesus song on every fucking CD. You feel me? So why did you ignore the Jesus song? Why did you ignore the other positive songs he had? Well, that, because of what you said, confirmation bias. Like I can, I can literally in my head see her saying, "Nope, this song doesn't fit my narrative because it's positive." Next, this song is is a positive song. I'm trying to uh, um, tear this man down. This is not gonna help. Oh, here's a negative song. I can use this to destroy him. And and see, but that's the thing. That's kind of like and you're ignoring like, the good of a person. And when you get that one bad, you run with it because you want to destroy that person. And and I agree with that. My my big thing is though, guys. Saying that song was, you know. Well, the thing is, guys like DMX. It's kind of like what we said about shock jocks earlier when we were just kind of talking off the air. Like when you go out to shock people and they're actually shocked, and it's a uh, backlash. You know, you kind of knew that. It's like him doing that type of thing. He knows the charge that rape has in this community or in any community. Yeah, he's doing right? it on purpose. So you're doing it on purpose. And what happens in wrestling when you go for a high-risk maneuver? You either going to be the champion or you're going to bust every bone in your body when you hit that mat. You know what I'm saying? Or not every bone, but, you know, you could break your neck. You could break your back. You could do anything, right? You could, you could get a bad injury from jumping off that top rope. So that's why it's a high-risk maneuver. So when you go to shock, when you it's pull a up, high risk maneuver. Yeah, it's so, a high risk maneuver. Yep. So when you go to uh, go to shock, that's basically what you're dealing with. Well, shock, shock is just a high risk type of thing, right? You're not gonna get, you know, it's gonna be a risk versus reward type of situation. And when you put an acid song, a song that's like traditional Esham level acid rap, because Esham was he dealt in that, and he's dwelt in the underground and all this other stuff on a pop album you know what I'm saying it's gonna get that type of effect okay so it's like it's kind of like that's you know he set himself up to be a target of that type of thing you see what I'm saying yeah it's, it's it was trolling before troll it was trolling before troll and if you feed that troll you're doing them more service than harm exactly and so um, he kind of set himself up like I said so you're either gonna be the, you're gonna either be explored in a certain way and be a, a champion or you're going to be a goat because you simply made light of it or you use it for a contextual like to show you how vicious I am you know that's the whole thing because like a lot of people don't understand the rap has subgenres and you got horror core and which is like a little known subgenre that barely lasted past the, uh, the flatliners and uh, who was the grave diggers those two groups the grave diggers actually had the Rizzo and Prince Paul in it yeah, the, flat, the flatliners I can't even recall who was all in it because the flatliners were just a take on the grave diggers you know what I'm saying so but those type of groups you know those were the pop version of those groups and then Sham, you could put him in there but he coined the phrase acid rap yeah. you know Sham from Detroit a man who I would love to interview yeah. uh, That I put that out there that's one of the interviews I would just love to have because that dude he was doing some stuff 
way before his time. Yeah. A lot of stuff. He was like on his, another level. Yeah, him and him, Uncle Luke, and uh, DJ Magic Mike uh, from the the bass era. These were black men that all owned their own labels, and they made out pretty well. You know, I, I found out that Sean fell on some hard times because you know his brother had mental illness. And I watched that. Uh, they did a documentary or whatever, and they kind of put that on the internet about that. And so they he fell on some hard times with it. And of course, you know, had some bad business dealings with people that were acting like allies, and they weren't. Uh, so, but other than that, yeah. But he was self-made with the, um, early on, and he had a certain type of rap that really people like the Insane Clown Posse and all these other guys took and ran with. And you know. You know, acid rap acid rap has its roots in Michigan. Yep. You know, in Detroit. You know, it has its roots. Yep. The thing, um, going back to that DMX thing, I, I really don't know all the particulars of that story that I brought up. But it, I don't know. It just it just disturbed me how she picked what fit her narrative. That's how life is. Because That's- if she were to look at the entire picture, then she would have to say some good things about him. Yeah. And she will be forced to kind of undo her narrative and her attack against him or or even whatever whatever she was trying to attack. Well, see, I'm going to tell you, though, like I said, what, and, he, and like he, he got said, what he wanted to get out of that. And he got he what got he wanted media to get. Attention. And, and I'll he say this. He got more attention. You know what I mean? Because even though it's negative, you get attention. That, that, that is was, the, this, obviously, this is when the album came out. That's what I'm saying. So I'm so, talking about... Cause you 99, think about, yeah, and see, eight, 98, 99 when that album came yeah, out. And this is before the internet has kind of gone insane and all this other stuff. So negative media attention. You got to think about when NWA came out. It's good media attention. Exactly. NWA came out, the most dangerous group in the world. We talking about guys who weren't even really gang affiliated. You know what I mean? They had no true beside Easy E and possibly Ren. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have any true like these guys like all got mug shots. You know what I mean? These guys were in hardened street gangs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These were like basically just a group of guys like Ice Cube was trying to, uh, he was doing novelty rap instead of My Adidas. He had a song called My Penis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, they, they were doing novelty rap. They were doing like little fun, like they were recording at Lonzo's house, Lorenzo's house. They were doing all this other stuff. Easy and them came along. You got. Uh, the DOC, I think he he was instrumental in them doing this street rap type album. Yeah, like, yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that type of album. That's you know gonna speak like we speak. We're gonna talk in our regular talk. We're not gonna adjust ourselves for the radio. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're gonna talk like everybody in our community. We're gonna call each other the N word. We're gonna um, do all this be other block stuff. dudes. Be block dudes, basically, and. That's what they did, and the world just ate it up. And part of it was because, like I always tell people, America likes the villain. They like the bad guy. They they don't like necessarily like the black. But this is what this confirmation bias for America. Hey, I, I told you those guys were a bunch of thieves and they were criminals. Look at this, and they're making music about it. They're happy being niggers and criminals. The thing, and like you know, the, the disturbing thing, and I don't know. If this is touching on what you're saying, and I, I hope it is, but what you're saying reminds me of how art imitates life and how art influences life and how life influences art. Yeah, it's a symbiotic thing. It's a symbiotic thing, and I can't help but think about how, on one hand, you have to let people make their art. Because if you look at hip-hop like a movie, 
then you're gonna have your horror movies, you're gonna have your gangster movies, you're gonna have your pornography movies, you're gonna have your happy-go-lucky movies, you're gonna have your positive movies. Yeah. If you look at it like an art, if you look at the rapper as an author or a director, then he's going to make movies that he feels he should make in different genres. Yeah. The movies he makes, if we're comparing rap to movies, the movies he makes may not always be, you know, candy canes and daffodils, daffodils, if you will. Yeah. But you have to give people that poetic license to make that type of stuff. But the problem comes in when people start getting influenced by it. Well, and so, that's because control, that's control of distribution and what is allowed to, like, when the problem that happened with music is not about that as much as diversity is not allowed. Like, when we go to the movie theaters, you'll see the daffodils and everything, but you, you got a choice. Saw, or you can go see the unicorns, happy birthday Christmas, or you can go see a, a, a comedy, a romantic comedy. You can go see a space adventure. You can see a cowboy movie. You got all this diversity, right? But the problem is, is black people have never controlled the, how we get our image out, right? So after a while, you had record labels. I didn't forget which record label, but certain record labels were telling people that they're not going to do anything but negative stuff. You know, uh, David David Banner was talking about this. You had some people like they ain't even touching nothing but negative stuff. If you come in there with anything else, they ain't gonna even put you on the radio. I mean, they ain't gonna even, they, you know, you're not gonna get a deal. That's all they signing was like guys who was talking about like doing the crazy stuff because that's what, like I said, uh, that's a America problem loves, too. America loves the bad guy, and so people start to fit themselves in that mold. You got guys who, yeah, they came from the neighborhood, but they never was really in this stuff. Well, they start to permeate an idea, right? And what happens is the neighborhood starts to decline because people that can, they move out. And the people that's left are the people that's left, unfortunately, oftentimes on their hardest luck. You see what I'm saying? And at that point, you know, here we go with the savages again. You got like kids calling themselves that because you got generations that then grew up in the club. You know what I'm saying? Having kids too young. They're not rearing them. Grandma and grandpa probably got stuck back in the days. And here we go. You know what I'm saying? So you got like an endless cycle that's going on. And really a lot of these expressions become part of this endless cycle. Now the whole country is dealing with an opioid crisis, right? All the whole country is dealing with a pill crisis, right? And this is kind of like, to me, revenge for what they did to us on the uh, crack epidemic. Like they told us there's some kind of moral thing. You got a moral shortcoming when all of them were coked out of their mind and crazy too. But they're telling black people who are poor, who don't can't afford rehab, who can't afford any of this other stuff, and they're not getting the same opportunities, that it's your fault that, you know, you get depressed enough that you can't afford this medication, so you go out and get crack. You go out and get sherm. You just want to get away from it. You want to get away from the voices. You want to get away from whatever. That's what was really happening. A lot of people self-medicating, right? Well, now it's happening on the opioid side, right? Yeah. And the same thing is happening when you listen to this rap music. Like nowadays, people are like, man, what are you talking about? That mumbling actually is a cadence that they're like pretty much saying, I'm so high, I'm so gone, I'm incoherent. Basically, you're saying that all of this, a lot of craziness to this, right? But it's all coming together. And when you look at it, they're taking beats that come from like trap is a child of what? Uh, EDM, which 
you know, part of trance and southern booty shake mixed with a street overtone. Yeah. That's all it is. It's, that's what it is, right? I can see that. So you mix it all together. But what happens in the, these dance clubs, you know, beside the glow stick? People are popping X. They're taking different kinds of pills. They're doing all kinds of stuff. They're trying to dance away their problems. They're trying to forget what's going on out there. That's what's happening in these clubs. So these kids do the same thing. You know, people aren't selling weed and stuff the way they used to. They're out here selling pills, right? Crack ain't the drug of choice. Whatever the pill is, it's the drug of choice, mm-hmm. right? So when you got a pill culture, you got folks doing certain things. They're trying to do escapism to get away from whatever it is right now. Like, that's why I tell, like, a lot of old heads, instead of just, I mean, I, I got my negative uh, assault on this stuff, but my negative assault on this stuff is by the fact I can't get no diversity. You're, I don't care if these guys exist. I care that that's all you want to say exists. That's my problem. I don't care what type of rap you got. You can do any kind of rap you want to get. Right, do beside that redneck rap. I don't like that. Uh, because of who it comes from. It comes from us, not them. And that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You can't not like me and then just take my shit and start doing it. That's not cool at all. But and that's you know and that's uh, your gripe. Yeah, that's more than a gripe. That's, that's you hate that shit. Yes. I can't. Do I ain't that. putting words in your mouth. Anymore. No, 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 no. I can't stand it. So, and what I can't stand is that black people. I ain't gonna say black people. I don't think I would be wrong if I said black people, but I'm just gonna narrow it down to hip hop. But my gripe is I don't like that hip hoppers aren't allowed to be diverse. You yeah. and I don't like that. Yeah, exactly. Because for you know, example, and this is an old. And my my argument is an old argument. Hell. Your argument is an old yeah. argument too It's been going on since the beginning of time But it just pisses me off How Martin Scorsese Can make a movie about gangsters Where they're blowing each other's brains out And doing horrendous shit And this movie Comes from an amalgamation of experiences in his life yeah. So he ain't just making this shit up he didn't seen some shit or heard some shit. First person, second person, third person view. He's making these movies up, and they come from a real place. Yeah, and they're great movies, by the way. I like his movies. I love his movies. But when a hip hop artist does the same thing, people can't make the cor- correlation and say to themselves, you know what? This song may be violent. This song may be misogynistic. This song may be this and maybe that. But this is his art, this is his expression, and as much as I may or may not like it, it's hypocritical to judge one person for creating an art that may be harsh and not judge the other person that makes a harsh art. That that that's my gripe. Because yeah. I'm able to do that. Yeah. I'm I'm able to look at um Tarantino and his violent movies that use the N-word. 20 times a fucking second second yeah i was gonna say scene but it's more like 20 times a second yeah it's like the only adjective or the only verb they know you feel me like or adjective and it's the only adjective they know and quentin tarantino has he he has made movies where even i had to back up and say damn that's too fucking harsh yeah but that's his creation that's his art i can also give the same leeway to a hip hopper I can say you know what that song may be harsh and that song may be fucked up but this is his art and this is the story that he's telling so there, there has to be an allowance of 
freedom and expression and, and creativity. But to play devil's advocate against myself, at some point, it does go too far. And I guess going back to what you were saying, when there is no diversity. Because, because I like hip hop. I don't give a fuck if it's a We All The World type of hip-hop song. I don't care if it's a I'ma Catch You Slipping And Blow Your Brains Out type of hip-hop song. I don't care if it's a Luke Freak Nasty type of hip-hop song. If it's good hip-hop, I'm listening to it, I'm supporting it, and I'm riding with it. But when you have too much of anything, then that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. When... When the naysayers, and I guess the naysayers don't really fucking matter, but when you have the naysayers saying all they do is misogynistic music, that's, I can only defend that for so long because as a hip hop head, if a naysayer was to say that hip hop is a fucked up genre and they're bad and they're negative, then my defense would be not all hip hop is bad. That's just one side of it. You've got other artists like Lupe, Twilib Kweli, J. Cole. My argument would be that you haven't heard the entirety of hip-hop and that rap gets a bad rap. No pun intended. Right? Yeah, it actually does. So that's my argument. Yeah. That's a legit argument. That's a strong argument. But even my argument falls weak at some point. Because when are people going to take the responsibility to understand that your music is being used against you? And yes, yes, you may not be able to make positive music because your label may not want you to make it. That's real. Yes, your experiences in life allow you or kind of hinder you and you can't make a certain type of positive music. That's I understand that as well. So you, you may have all kind of excuses that keeps you from putting out brighter music. Yeah. But at some point, you jumped in the studio and spit the shit you were spitting. So you can say all day, the label doesn't want the positive shit. The fans don't want the positive shit. Shit, I come from the hood. I'm telling you what's real with me. That's legitimate. And I stand by any nigga who say that shit if he's genuine when saying it. But at some point, you got to take responsibility of your own music and say to yourself, you know what? People are judging my people based on the shit I'm saying in the booth. So maybe I should tone it down, the negativity. Maybe I should crank up the positivity. Maybe I should find the balance. People like the, the best balance. It's, it's easy to defend the artist I'm about to name. It's easy to back, support the artists I'm about to name because I feel that these artists I'm about to speak of they found a way to tell you street truth harsh truth but they also had like a counterbalance to it yeah Scarface he horrified and glorified the street life yep um NWA they horrified and glorified the street life yeah, well, it's the first album. Okay. The second, the second <laughs> album, they had fell all the way off the charts. Okay. Like when you got F the Police. Maybe not the best example. Exactly. Well, Dope Man, F the Police, uh, Express Yourself, 
Like all of these songs, you know, you had balance. You had you were going somewhere with those songs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they, you know, you, you, they showed the bravado, but then by the time they got to Niggas for Life, it's kind of like they kind of became characters of the character. They did, didn't they? Yeah, they became. They char- kind of lost themselves. Exactly, they became characters of the character because they were being. Because like I always ask people, what gang was N.W.A. in? Name it. I'm, and I'm gonna say, yeah, good point. That's what I said. They good were point. not in the gang. They were characters of characters. You see what I'm saying? And then so and then they when they when later on they became characters of that. So you know by nigga for life they had become something else. They become like we gotta be this. You know we gonna be like yeah I'm I'm a murder 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 street 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 street. You know you like dude. This is not the same because when Ice Cube's early work on Death Certificate and stuff, that was going somewhere. His Ice character, Cube was he, one of those guys. He was exactly. He was not winning. Like you got to think about it. Summer vacation and stuff. He showed you the full picture. Exactly. You going to jail. You finna die. All this other stuff. So he was basically. And, and I tell people, hip hop isn't the only culture that talks about this. You got mafioso music that came out of Italy that was underground. You got uh, music, narco music that talks about the Mexican drug cartels. They got like they're actually. And the bad thing is. If you were sitting there listening to the narco music or something, you would think you listen to a happy Mexican song. You know, it's like, da, 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 da. you know, they're talking about the Jugadors. Yeah, exactly. But it's like they're actually like, talking about. Yeah, they talking about. Yeah, uh, 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 putting motherfuckers' heads and burning tires and shit. Yeah, like it's, it's some serious stuff. But they got narco music. They, uh, I looked in Italian. The, uh, looked up Italian stuff. Or they got music about the mob that was banned. Cause it was illegal, you know. It's like because it was like so dark and so whatever. So my thing is, we're not even the first to do this. No. Like people talk about, like you have outlaw country that talked about a certain lifestyle. What's that song? Um, um Little Brother, the Get Back album. Yep. I believe that came out in 2007, 2008. Yep. I'm thinking 2007. Mm-hmm. It's either the first or the second song on that album. Where Fonte says something to the effect of, like, y'all wasn't calling. How does that shit go? That song, they're getting closer to you. Yep. You bet that song. Yeah. yeah. Like, y'all wasn't calling black women hoes before Rappers Delight. Shit. That's all idiot talk. Can't remember the song exactly. Yeah, Can't exactly. remember the lyrics. But I remember Fonte basically acknowledging that before Rappers Delight, before yeah. hip hop, the same problems that hip-hop gets blamed for and that's existed. it that's it if you want something to change and that's why most deaf made it the best point hip-hop is going where we're going and basically not only do we not control what gets out not only do we not get a chance to control the diversity so we don't get to control our image and space that's why representation matters that's why i love de la soul because de la soul represented me they stepped forward and they represented me so i'm saying they represented a black voice that hadn't been heard i like cool keys because he represents a black voice that hasn't been heard it's like it's one of those type of things that you have to actually like from what you're saying right there tackle a problem in society if you want change all a musician all the artist is going to do is point to the problem it's like a comedian telling a joke you can get mad at the comedian for telling the joke you can say ban that guy from every stage but are you going to deal with what he was talking about in the joke you see what i'm saying and that's the same thing with rap music like we can sit there all day and say and and when i'm saying all this stuff about yeah. these kids you gotta look at what happened with that you know that extension kid right 
that dude was doing some horrible stuff. But at the end of the day, when you look at the age he was killed, the age he was gunned down at the, in the street, and how he was left in the street, and all this other stuff, that is a tragic story. Even though, you know, he had beat up that girl. Even though, you know, he had um, been, like, uh, beat up some guy in jail. You know what I'm saying? Because he thought it was gay or he was gay or something. These are all horrible things he did. Nobody's excusing his actions. He was on a dark path, that young man. See what I'm saying? And it sadly ended the way a lot of dark paths end. See what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying about a lot of this youthful music. People should listen and say, what can I do to change the conditions that these young men are growing up in that they're making these choices? What can I do so that they can understand that you don't need to be putting your hands on women and beating on women like this? That this is not what you do at all. You feel me? You know what I mean? That you don't got to be homophobic like that. You know what I'm saying? That you ain't got to do all this. You need to, you need to get yourself together. Let's get you together. Let, what can we do to help you? Instead, just saying we're going to turn that music off, I want balance. I mean, but I'm just like, I ain't going to be unrealistic like these things are going to go away. Because like I said, the pimp hustler mentality has been there, like they said before, hip-hop. Hip-hop did not create pimps and hustlers. We did not put, create pimps and hustlers. We did not create dope fiends. We did not create, like, we did not put black people in the ghetto. We did not create redlining. We did not do any of this stuff. So if this is the product that comes out of that, because, you know, you know, you have a lot of people like, well, we used to, we used to do jazz and we used to sing R&B. And a lot of you guys were doing heroin while doing jazz. A lot of people were doing heroin while doing jazz. Like, and, these are and, mental conditions. And, and getting more STDs than, than, yeah, exactly. than our generation did. Because yes. y'all knew less about sexual, sexual. protection and exactly. shit. So, the truth of the matter is, all of these monsters, all of these demons, they've been here. We can't just blame it on rap music. I believe, I believe the biggest thing with black people, and some of it's not really being addressed as much today. Because I hear a lot of people talking a lot of trash. Like, you'll hear P. Diddy talking about how... You know, Black Panther as a movie, like it may have duped us because we're not gonna see a lot more move black movies in Hollywood. They're not still not greenlighting black movies at the same clip, which I didn't expect. I'm just like that needed to be shown to show the light that these things can be done. Now, in the same way that Dame Dash worked with Lee Daniels, and we're gonna talk about him need to give a Dame his money, uh, and gave him his jump off. We need Puff Daddy and them to stop talking and put some money toward more money toward even if you're doing it now you need to come out in the open and say i'm i'm uh, helping young black men get their film stuff off i'm i'm uh, supporting a bunch of black young black independent films you know what i'm saying uh i'm doing this i'm helping some young black indie labels get off i'm helping some young black like that's what we need to say when you get on a platform when black people get on a platform we do look to you to do stuff that's why i like lebron james a lot and but you know a lot of black folks turn around like you expect me to save the whole community i'm like no moron i expect you to do one thing can you do one good while you there and i don't mean just give money to an aids charity or any other charity which is great that you gave money to charity you gave money to aids charity that's great you gave money to a kids charity that's great but we also need you to use your platform to help create a platform so maybe you can make another you. And then you can encourage that other you to make some more you. And we need that to come on. That's how we get more of a diverse voice. But when you got people that sit there and they get to the top and then they locking the door on you, 
You know what I'm saying? They treating you like you were treated. Like they were treated to get there. What is going on? I'm not saying you got to open the door to everybody. To you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to open the door to everybody. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying that you can do... You're just one person. There's only one pub dad. He ain't going to be able to you know, fix all the world's ills. There's only one... Dame, there's only one this, there's only one that. But they, I just need to see them talking about in the same way they talk about they on Forbes list, in the same way, whatever. Like, I look at Dr. Dre. I'm going to say this. Dr. Dre gave all that money to, to USC, right? Now, I don't know how much of that helped some African Americans get somewhere. I don't know whatever, whatever. I don't know his connection with USC. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, I'm like, I want to know what else like, tell me what else you're doing, Dr. Dre. I mean, I know you give money to charity, and I don't, you know, I don't need to hear. I mean, that's great, awesome. Every charity you giving money to, but can you say you have the Dr. Dre project that's helping young black man do X, Y, Z? That's why I got mad at Kanye about Donde's house. I'm furious at Kanye about that. I'm more furious at Kanye about that than I am about the whole situation with Trump. Cause like a lot of black folks get out there in the lost in the sauce thing. And I know that he does that also to troll people to sell albums. So I kind of take him totally with a grain of salt, even though it's dangerous what he does. I just still look at him and say, dude, I'm pissed off at you because you have a platform. You can complain about what's going on, but my platform at the grown ass man hip hop show is little, right? You know, the five people that's listening to this right now and with what little I got, I try to help those I can. And I got more people can actually vouch that. They can say, yeah, this dude try to, he try, actually tries to help people. What is you doing? You know what I'm saying? You complaining that somebody locking you out for the next level there. If you build enough, big enough army behind you, you won't need them to let open the door because you'll have your own platform. See what I'm saying? Well, you know, it's only so much we know. I mean, I... I totally agree with you. I, I, I vouch for you. You do help people. The, the little that you have, you share. I can I can totally say that. So I, I'm on your side. But at the same time, we got to be careful because we're not with Dr. Dre every single day. We're not with Kanye West every single day. So we don't know what they are or aren't doing and see, overall. That's, but that's why I said terms I want to hear them. I, but see, that's what I'm saying. We're only privy to what we hear and but see. But see, that's what I want to hear them talk more TV about that. But you know why? Because, see, the same way that kids... But do they have to talk about it? Yes. You know why? The same way kids emulate all them hoes you got. And they emulate you getting cars every five minutes. Or they emulate you being a quiet millionaire. Right? Mm -hmm. People will emulate good deeds. They will do it. They will see that that's what you do. See, people shit on LeBron James. Now, that goes back to what I was saying. Yeah. Because a few minutes ago, I was saying that there's a lot of naysayers that say so many bad things about hip-hop and they want to pull away a lot of fucking detractors and you can defend hip-hop so much before you have to ultimately say it's up to the artist to put out a different look because that look will be seen by other black kids humans in general yeah. And they will ultimately emulate what you do. And create a different lane. You have and to create that. So just yeah. like just like you're an artist who talks about fucking hoes making money smoking weed, your listeners are gonna pick up on that and do it and emulate it. Yeah. That's power. So if you got that's the power, platform. that's a platform and that's yeah. power. 
And if you got the power to cause change through your words on a fucking melodic, rhythmic tune, then at what point are you going to say something that really helps people on a melodic, rhythmic tune that causes the same change? Yep. You got people out here, you know, twerking, smoking weed, buying chains and doing all that shit. I can't knock it. Yeah. But at some point, like on Jay-Z's 444 album, inform the people how to better themselves financially, spiritually. Make positivity. Make growth. Make bettering yourself as a human being a trendy song that people can emulate. Exactly. And then that is, that's what you got to do because you can only play the victim. You can only play the hip-hop artist victim for so long. Yeah. Because at some point, people get tired of hearing... I was raised like this. This is the only music I know how to make. Or the label won't let me make shit else. Or I'm just telling my truth. All that's legit. And that shit is real. But at some point, you got to find the courage to say, I know little kids is listening to my shit. I know little kids is emulating my shit. I'm going to make some positive shit so they can emulate that. Because I'm tired of putting out a negativity that spreads. It's time to put out a positivity that can spread. Exactly. And let people see your... But, but, and I'll cut you off horribly. My bad. I'm so sorry. But, at the same time, artists do need to... Let let me back up. Let Let me reiterate this. Artists definitely need to put out positive looks because those positive looks will be seen and emulated by the listener that's absolutely what needs to happen that shit if it was if that shit was done in droves by all artists that shit would change the fucking world if people concentrated on that so that absolutely needs to happen yeah but on the flip side there's a certain amount of giving that you don't have to discuss you know what I'm saying see I agree with that but what I'm trying to say is because if don't you hide donate your, $5 million no, to an elementary school, well, see that thing, it yeah. would be great to rap about it. What I don't even, you don't even got to rap about it. But you don't have to. I don't want you to rap about it. What I, I want you like to do, you to, what I want you, you to do, to. what I want you to do is like what LeBron is doing. Like when you see LeBron trying to set up that elementary school, when you see him doing stuff like that, it gets media attention. See, the problem is the media will, uh, will focus on the negativity. Like you said, the naysayers are looking for it. You need to discuss. really don't fucking matter. They don't matter. But what I'm saying is you need to put the good press. You need to put your light out there because your darkness is going to be out there. So when you do something positive, it's not the, it's not the, thump, it's not the thump your chest and say yeah, I that, did. That's it. what I'm saying. This is the difference the, between exactly. thumping your chest like, hey, hey, I did something no. good. Don't you see it? It's the difference between bragging about your good deeds yeah. and trying to influence with your good deeds. And that's the thing. And that's what I'm saying. You need to put your good deeds out there so that you can influence others that you can do good. So I'm, a lot I'm, of I'm with that sure. 1,000%. A lot of people are not sure that they can even do it. You see what I'm saying? That, that, that doing good is... They're like, they're thinking about like... And you need to kind of just discuss it. You need to say, I'm doing this not because I'm uh, thinking one way or another. I'm doing this because I want to try to see this work. I look at what Akon's trying to do in Africa. How how he's been out there. Like, Akon's been trying to do some revolutionary shit. He's been trying to do some... I mean, almost build a Wakanda. This dude is trying to do it. He out there trying. I mean, if he fails miserably, he'll go down trying. I look at how David Banner has came back 
and he's been doing being a statesman and he's stepping forward and he's trying to do this stuff and and i tell you you notice they don't want to get these guys microphones they don't get microphones they don't get no attention they don't get none of the stuff that they deserve right whereas you take a guy that's like well we finna stop talk about the bad boys in the industry in a minute they get all the microphones like when you slipping up when you messing up when you falling down the stairs they talking about it right you know what i'm saying it's like so this is the type of stuff i'm talking about i'm like i always hear the story about how the d-boy like somebody wants to be the supreme d-boy and all this other stuff but i'm like again ice cube said in one of his songs take a look at us go look at that us will always sing the blues because all we care about is haircuts and tennis shoes right he this was on one of his songs right and he tells the drug dealers he said i don't see you going out you say uh uh uh, building no supermarkets so we can spend the money with the blacks you see what i'm saying i don't see you doing anything like that with this money that you that you're extorting from the lives of the downtrodden in our hood you're not doing that right it'd be a different story if you were laundering it back in the community like even though it's bad what you're doing right I'm not nobody seeing that and we're not talking about turkeys like Nino Brown you see what I'm saying we're talking about if somebody was big at something mm-hmm. so that we're just talking about like it's a it's a matter of just remembering that we need to see these type of things and I know you got a whole bunch of the populace like nobody because for a longest time in the 90s people went through this period with sports stars saying that oh sports stars yeah I'm not a role model you had to, what's it called I'm not a role model I don't want to be a role model that's a horrible thing for black people to even come across and say when they know where they came from I'm not saying you have to be but the fact that that thought is in your mind and I ain't saying you got to have the responsibility that you got to be a cape hold on that you got to be caped up and good all the time you see what I'm saying ain't nobody saying that nobody saying you come out like Mr. Rogers and you're squeaky clean but what I'm saying is Dude, we just need to see. I don't care if you're at the strip club every other day and if you've been in pornography, but you actually putting your money towards something that actually betters the community and saying that I'm doing this. Yes, I'm a freaky guy, but I'm doing this too. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Monkey I'm not see. saying, you know, you know. Monkey see, monkey, monkey do. do. That's it. You don't have to be a role model. You don't have to aspire to be that. Exactly. Nobody's asking you to do that. You can just do something positive. You can viciously, you know, fight that off. That yeah. you know, you, you don't want to be a role model. You don't have to be. But the reality is, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. And not only that, but if someone sees you and they find commonality, they're gonna mimic you because of that commonality. Exactly. If, I mean, if a little black kid sees a basketball, black basketball player, he's probably going to mimic him. Yeah. Not only is he cool, but he's also black like me. Yeah. You know, white kid sees a golfer. I'm being stereotypical on purpose. Yeah. He's probably going to mimic the golfer because you're white like me and on top of that you're just a cool person whatever yeah so people are going to mimic it's gonna happen like it or that's not why, that's why representation matters that's if why you, representation matters that's why we say that in movies when people wonder like why do they gotta have black superheroes why why okay i grew up without them right yeah well the reason why you gotta have them is because 
other people are viewing this along with you and they're putting money in these franchises and representation matters and when you walk outside in the world as much as you want, don't want to see other people out there a lot of people don't there are and so representation of these people and these people's different voices matters like we're, we're being robbed as a society when we don't get to hear different voices because a lot of times some voices can have solutions that we didn't even think about or some voices may have something you know in it that we didn't know was there yeah right? diversity is diversity what we is, all need we exactly. all need different looks different different races nationality creeds beliefs ways of looking at things we, we need that to have its seat at the table and view its opinion and viewpoints yeah because if it's just again like we said earlier if it's just one type of thing having its day in the spotlight and nothing else too much of anything becomes bad yeah and like they always say what is the what is the dark without light what is the light you without gotta have dark? a balance so you will have you you're gonna have, have the dark is always gonna be there but you just gotta shine enough light to put it where it needs to be i was i was gonna say this because you know i like to play, play devil's advocate a lot of times I don't even agree with it. I just do it to spark different types of thoughts and conversations. <clears throat> so we talked about being being positive and putting that light in the world, being that positivity, putting that positivity in the world. A good example would be like to live Bali. That's like my go-to because he's like yeah. the most. Him and Common are like the most positive fucking rappers I know. Right? Will Smith. Will Smith, <laughs> help your mother out. Will fucking you? Uh, you take the groceries upstairs. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah, um, so yeah, that's one way. You put out the positive. <laughs> you put out the positivity through that. There's, there's a lot of positive rappers who put positivity in the world. People emulate it. That's what you need. That's what you and I are preaching. But here's what I find interesting. Who's to say? And you may not be saying this. I'm playing devil's advocate, but it's not necessarily toward you. Who's to say that the Migos don't cause positive change? Who's to say that Pimp C, who's to say that these street guys don't cause positive change? Because, and here's what I mean. I've heard Pimp C give advice to young street niggas teaching them how to sell dope detailing what to avoid in the dope game detailing how to stay away from the law yes okay get away from and 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 ultimately he'll say get away from the, the street game but i've heard pimp c guide young street niggas through the way i i basically heard the nigga detail how to be a successful trapper but see, you gotta look at it too. Now, now Pimp C has also hold on. Now Pimp he's C, done other stuff. No, I was but I say I'm not see. I'm not saying he hasn't done other stuff. No, I said because he, he's now, done hear some me positive out. stuff. He hear done hear me out. I'm not. I'm not bashing anybody. Yeah. I'm not bashing anybody, and I'm not trying to say he's one dimensional. Yeah. I've heard he let y'all know to take that monkey shit off when it was embarrassing. He's embarrassing us. Yes. So I'm not saying that Pimp C is one dimensional. He he. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But what I am saying is. I've heard Pimp C teach or, or try to instill fucking dope boy 
safety routes and measurements into this trap shit. I've, I've heard him try to teach young niggas how to do it. Um, you may not like what he's saying, but if you're living that life, that's some helpful shit. It's kinda, again, yeah. again, that's not all he raps about. And it may differ from what I think, yeah. but his heart is in the right place. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Well, I, see, get I, I, I think it's, it's but a, that's I think that's that's interesting. I think he's just basically telling his story. There. I think some of that stuff ain't intended. Like even him telling that stuff, that, that ain't intended to be helpful. That's just him telling what it is. I've heard songs where he's saying it. I know, but I'm just saying. But he, but he's saying <laughs> he ain't loosely talking about. I can't think saying, of the song off the top of my but head. What I'm saying is, I don't think he's doing that to really even set dudes up in the game for real. What he's doing it is just telling his story, and he's talking like a dude from the corner telling his story. Right, the Boy. story's up. This is the story. Yeah. I can't think of the song. Now you got me thinking of the song. But and maybe I'm not, you know, expressing but, my yeah. point. But well, the way well, I need well, to well, be. What I was gonna get at is, you know, you can't have the dark without the light. So like I said, you 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 can't have bad good freeze without bad freeze, right? And I can't in, unless I recognize bad freeze is there. I never be good freeze. You see what I'm saying? So honestly, it's like look at too short, too short. Like he performs a particular things because a particular thing exists in the world. People like freakiness. They like to be freaky. Like there's, we wouldn't be here without freakiness. People like freakiness, mm -hmm. right? Everybody like freakiness. So he does these songs. Back in the day, they would have said it. They were for let's let's talk about how the old people would say it. Stag parties. Um, you know when the fellas get together, they're listening to some too short. You know what I'm saying when he talks about what he's gonna do and how he's gonna do it. But then on the flip side, what does he talk about? Life is too short. He talks about the ghetto. He talks about different things. And I think that's the difference. People like the Migos, their job was never to inform you of anything. Their job is like, like that's another thing about music. Music puts you in a certain space. The Migos job is when you go in that club, the club is gonna be an escape, all right? We got the rest of the world. We used to say on the, back in the olden days, Folks will say, put on their glad rags. Before me, I'm going to put on my glad rags. I've worked all week long. I got a fistful of money. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to go to the club, give me a drink, and whatever's hot. I want whatever's hot, they're going to make this thing over his shape. I want that to, I want that to be on, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the Migos. When they out here celebrating, they celebrating that. They celebrating that, that, that culture, that whole, that drip, drop, raindrop, all that other stuff. It's all about, hey, man. Throw the money up in there. We finna have a good time, right? And that's and, and that's, that's the that next whole point. thing. So they, they 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 celebrate exhilaration. It's like when uh, Jay Z did that song uh, from American Gangster, mm -hmm. like the you no know, Coke Boys in the house tonight. Everybody's all in the living life, and that's what that's about. It's like just throw it up in the air. The only problem is people gotta understand. Sometimes you gotta come back down and just live life. So you got music for different times. The Migos is for that time. So I turn you turn your Migos off when you through dancing and through doing whatever through doing your Cupid shuffle whenever you get through doing your Migos dance whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Then you come in the house. What do you listen to? If you still listen to Migos, well your mind is kind of one track, but you can still listen to them if that's what you clean your house to. And and that's my point. And that's the like, thing, you know. I'm I'm on the same. See what I'm trying to do. I totally agree with you. Me and you on the same page. Yeah. But my the point I'm making is who are we to say that the Migos? And it you just may not ain't be they, saying it. It's just ain't their job. 
And you may not be we, saying we, we ought to want to say this because that ain't what they do. That ain't what they set out to do. But, now, but let me finish, though. Take it, let me now, finish. somebody can let take it as good if they want to. But who are we to say that the Migos aren't empowering people through their music? Who are we to say that Pimp C isn't empowering people through his music? Okay. Because, because... If you listen back to the conversation that was a conversation that I stand by, a conversation that I'm in the I'm in the pocket with you, yeah. I agree with you. But again, just kind of thinking outside the box, playing devil's advocate for the sake of playing devil's advocate. Who are we to say that the opposite music that we're speaking of doesn't help somebody? Because, and, and this is why I say it, it's easy to say that Kendrick Lamar is a rapper that speaks of the light and the light he speaks of gets pushed out to the youth and they emulate it. It's easy to say he's the rapper that your kids should be listening to because he raps about positive shit. It's easy to say that, which he got some darkness in there too, but that ain't the point. That's easy to say. That's music you and I stand behind. That's the type of music we feel should be made uh, abundant so it could have that positive effect on the youth and the people in the world. That's what we saying. That's what we agree with. That's what we ride with. But... On the flip side, which the flip side in this scenario I'm going to give would be the Migos. I've heard a lot of niggas say that, yeah, I heard the Migos talk about pulling out the Draco and smoking blunts and doing drugs, all this detrimental shit, right? But those same people want to emulate the money. Those same people want to emulate their hustle. So those same people want to emulate the good time. So... You may have one artist that says stay in school, stop selling drugs, which I agree with. That helps. That's what you need more of. But on the flip side, that street artist, he has his place too. And who are we to say that his music is downright detrimental to the youth? Overall, overall, what we say don't emulate that shit. Yeah, that's what we would say overall. But I think we can find some positivity in that music because the art, the 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 fans definitely find positivity in the music. The fans definitely listen to it and say, you know what? I want to drive like Quavo. I want to dress like Offset. I wanna, I wanna be a fly chick like Cardi B. And in order to do that, I'm gonna have to have my muscle and my hustle right, and I'm gonna have to be business savvy. So there can be positivity pulled from the obvious and the not so obvious. There can be positivity pulled from the inspirational and overtly do the right thing type songs. And you can also pull the same things from the songs that may not be sending that message. You, you get the point I'm well, saying? Well, no, that's the whole thing because music in itself is just escapism. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. So the bottom line is, like, the songs that are positive and stuff, their job is to kind of give you that upliftment point. Like, music is part, is, is supposed to be a part of different points of your life. And people have different kinds of escapism. And like I said, America and everybody loves, one thing the criminal represents, he represents the pirate. He represents the guy who's anti-system. And everybody feels that way. That's why we got so many crazy conspiracy theories out there, theorists out there. Is because we got people that are anti-system. So you got criminals and people like that. They represent the devil may care. I don't want to go along with what's going on. You know what I'm saying? 
I live and survive how I survive. I do what I want to when I want to and nobody tells me nothing. See what I'm saying? That type of guy. That's what that's really what the drug dealer, that's what the the um street tough, that's what the whoever always represents. He represents that guy. See what I'm saying? He represents the guy that society set a go a, a series of rules together and he, they're going to break it, right? Yeah. So basically, that's what they are. They're the liberation of the spirit. They're the Lucifer to the to the good. You know what I'm saying? The Lucifer that breaks breaks the rule so that you can have some good. See what I'm saying? Not necessarily that way people don't quote me because I know that, that kind of spinned out of control. So I have some conspiracy theories saying, this man told me to worship Satan. Let me show you this grown-ass man hip-hop show has got the Illuminati on it. Cause y'all stupid, y'all really are. But um, but be real, uh, that's really what that does. Like that's why I said this society low key has always followed the the guy who was breaking the rules. They always immortalized those guys even more than say a scientist who discovers a cure for cancer or something, right? They you don't see people talking about folks who did these wondrous things often as much as people who are actually pretty damn bad. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. Because everybody can relate to the bad. You know why everybody can relate to the bad? We all bad. See what I'm saying? We all jacked up. So, really, what these jacked up artists do is they kind of give you hope that maybe your jacked up ass can do something. And basically, so that's, you know, that that is where in, that's their positive. Their positive is if this guy who is a walking dumpster fire can do something, Maybe, just maybe I can do something. You know, it would be kind of disheartening to see Mr. Never Mess Up. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the time. Because that would be depressing to you, to the average person. I know it would be depressing to me. I mean, amigos give me hope in the world. If these guys, who I'm not sure whether or not they can do some cognitive skills. I've heard their interviews. If these idiots can make That's it. That's what I'm saying. I can make it. That's what they are to me. They, if they, so that's basically... And that's not necessarily my belief that they're idiots. I'm just kind of but that's that's how people look. What you're and, and, and it's also their activity too. So if you say this guy is bad, you know this guy, despite his the horrible shit that he's pushing. Yeah, if this miscreant can make exactly, it, maybe so can I can I. make it. exactly because I too am a miscreant. Yeah, on yeah. my own level, and we all are miscreants, and that's the truth. You know what I'm saying? And and when I tell people about ignorance, like people are afraid of the word ignorant, but hell, we all been ignorant. I've been ignorant. The only thing is, willful ignorance is the worst kind of ignorant when you refuse to learn. You see what I'm saying? When you make up a bunch of shit not to learn something. You know what I'm saying? When you make up counter shit. Like when you see how far people like B.O.B. then fell off the damn ladder. I'm like, dude, do you want to feel special that much? I mean, I can understand not liking Western anything. I get that. You The rebellion against Western stuff, okay. But, dude, let's not jump into the pool of insanity. But that's what people do. Because really, when you get down to this stuff, they'll say, well, the FBI created the work of spirit. I said, no, I get that. They did. You're correct. But the problem is, you guys are taking it to the 11th, 11 million thousand. You, you, you're taking it there. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's like, we get that. So you got to be able to decipher. And to decipher something, you got to decipher something intelligently. So, but that's what, that's the way I look at it. I look at it like the, the darkness 
or what we consider the darkness, which ain't always darkness, it's just a portrayal of something. It gives us room to have the light. You see what I'm saying? It it provides us with a space so that we too can get some kind of understanding, that we too can kind of say, hey, if that guy did it, I can do it. You see what I'm saying? If, if these guys are still doing it and they living it up, hey, I can do it. And sometimes you just need to blow off steam and you need to get that positive reinforcement. Sometimes the system has got you down. The system gets everybody down. And when the system gets everybody down, what do we become? One thing I'll tell people, when you look at the story of pirates and stuff like that, not the crap that you that we think about are from uh, a treasure island, because that's a lie. That's a lie within itself. Actual pirates were mostly people who were Shanghai and were forced to work for the British crown or the Spanish crown or whoever. And you, you know, you pull from your home and you're thrown at sea. They commit mutiny. They can't go home. You see what I'm saying? So guess what they are? They're your original. They're some gangsters, right? These dudes can't go home. They want it by the law. The only way they're going to get by is by what? Robbing the crown. So they're going to end up robbing ships, taking ships. You know, what are they What are they known to do? They're out drinking somewhere, cavorting with women, you know, getting their hands on gold and living by the minute. Right? This narrative, the funny thing about all of this crap is these narratives are not new narratives. It's like people look to that because they know that they're not far. They could get to that state. Or they know that they're constantly they're facing the crown themselves, or they're facing whatever themselves. You feel me? So, I think that a lot of times that's what a lot of people do. They actually put themselves in the position of the guy, you know what I'm saying? That's the criminal, or the guy that's whatever, and they run with it. Like even in America, when you look at the whole cowboy things, like shoot, if they really told the story right, what four in every six cowboy, uh, four in every ten cowboy is black. Or something like that or more because that's the only job you could get after slavery for real for real this was as a cow hand and then yeah, my a, mother and i were watching a documentary about that maybe yeah. two three days ago you see what i'm saying so when you look at that type of stuff but they made a whole nother narrative and and cowboys were not when at that time cowboys were not considered great you know they were like they were just farm they were hands so they were like laymen and stuff like that but they've created these western ideals we f- create these fake fantasies and it's the same thing when you go with the mob the mob are just basically the sicilian people that were getting overrun time and time again so they formed a clique how do gangs form gangs always form to protect from the outside but they end up extorting the people that they protect yep that's how the yakuza exists that's how all of these things is like wars and stuff happen somebody forms a clique that says hey we just gonna take them out because they coming to take us out. Then after a while, when things are quiet, they're like, "Hey, we got all the power because we whooping people butt." And then they start extorting. That authority. Exactly, they abuse that authority. That is a game. So basically, all of this stuff always exists in some form. And I think that what gangster rap music or street rap music or whatever you want to call it, it's just kind of like a, a discussion of that. You see what I'm saying? And people see themselves in that devil may care attitude that i'm gonna get mine attitude you know what i'm saying the system ain't gonna stop me nobody gonna stop me i'm gonna do what i want it's that that insolent child in all of us you feel me they're like i ain't gonna i ain't doing it for the system i'm gonna do it for me whether you do it on the side of you know being standing for a cause you know what i'm saying on your public enemy side which is more of a positive side you do it for the cause so they became the rebels like public enemy when they set out to create them they said that they wanted to make something that was nothing like them they were just unapologetically black they were just they were like they were gonna be super villains 
So they took all this imagery and made themselves into the ultimate of that. They became villains. See what I'm saying? For the music industry's quiet, suburban, let's feel good, sing environment. They became the opposite of that. And Rick James famously said, in the music industry, you can be anything if you're black but different. Right? So basically all of this stuff I'm saying to come back to what you're saying is to say that that's how these supposed negative or dark things actually do good because they actually come in and they just they shake people loose they break break the cycle of like basically scaring people and I'll never be that good I'll never be I can't be Ned Flanders we can't be Ned Flanders we're not there's a lot of Homer Simpson in all of us there's a lot of Mo Sislak and a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot what of these I, other fucked is, up characters in there, you know. What I would say is they're speaking to their audience. Yes. Well, they're speaking Not to that. another side of everybody. Because a lot of the only people, the people that try to uh, pretend like just like basically like some of that craziness that's being said, you don't relate to any of that craziness. The problem is you can't just raise, you can't just get it to the kids. Because if you just, if that's all you give them and they have no home training, they can't put it in. You know, when they say that they're savages, they're saying that for a reason. Like, they're bastards, right? They're saying that, hey, I'm a bastard. You know, I'm out here raising myself. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, daddy just hit and left. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Grandma raising me. Mama's still out here trying to be 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, all, a lot of that's happening with a lot of people. You see what I'm saying? Or mama doing the best she can and people just getting out of control. So... It's that type of thing that's occurring. So you can't really have that going on. But the imagery that they putting out there is just a real thing. I think it's in everybody. I really do. Because like that's why nothing surprises me. When they say somebody who is supposed to be a whole good finally does something wrong. Or they, they finally get caught doing something wrong. Right? I just be like, okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't think nobody's Ned Flanders. I mean, I'm just like, bruh. You know, just keep your shit in the road. That's all the thing I tell people. And that's the thing. I, that's why all I want is diversity. And I feel like if I want rap music to change, I need to start working on changing the community for what they want. Because if you change that, then there's no place for that to come from. Right? You change it, yourself, too. You, you change yourself, and you change the community. And you are part of the community. Exactly. So, so you change the community, you change yourself. You exactly. change yourself, you change the community. Exactly. And therefore, there's no place for that to come from. If there, like, I, My biggest dream in the world would be, hey, there's no place really for like people ain't out here like when I walk outside nobody's gonna put a gun in my face and say give me what you got people more likely say what up bro you know what I'm saying that would be you know what I'm saying like cause I always tell people and we you know we can get into the bad boys of the industry but uh, I always tell people it's it, and we can talk about this on another show uh, but um, people fight hard to say words like nigga they fight hard to call each other kings but I'm like, ain't nobody ever try, really try to fight hard to be good brothers to one another or good sisters to one another. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you fight that hard for that word? Fight for the word brother. How about that? Fight to be family. You know what I'm saying? But you want to be above this next man because you need that self-esteem boost. So you got to be the king. You got to remind yourself, you know, because because the other man outside of you has drugged you down. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, so you out here fighting on that. And then also you got to look at stuff like, you know, you also fighting to um, do other things like the, do the N word. You're looking for ways to explain that away. And I'm like, dude, I don't need any of that shit. You could have just called me brother. 
What's wrong with that? Is there something wrong with that word? Why are we fighting about this, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Good I can't point. be that. Point. I, I can't be that. I got to be some fucking word that I don't even know what that is. If we family, let's be family. If we ain't family, then hey, what the hell are you talking to me for anyway? That's all I'm saying. So, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I close out on that point, but that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's me. Yeah, man. Music, man, it's very, very influential. Oh, yeah. Gotta, yeah, man, at some point as an artist, you got to, like it or not, man, you got to understand that you are a role model. You are a role model. And, and you got to listen to Pimp C. You got what the man told you. He told you, man, you, when she popped it from the back, you see that hairy ass hoe. And he told he you told to take that. that monkey shit off, man. You're embarrassing us. You're embarrassing us. He said that in no uncertain terms. <laughs> no uncertain yeah. Like we eat so much, so many shrimp. They got iodine poison. <laughs> iodine poison. This man was doing it, man. That nigga got quotables for days. I know. I love that dude. So, um, but yeah, the, the point I was making was I just, n- not for you and I. Yes. I wasn't playing devil's advocate for you and I. Because you and I know. But for the listener, just, just to get the thought out in the universe. Yeah. That you can seek inspiration, positivity, change, upward movement and growth. You can seek that from anywhere. Exactly. If you're wise enough to look in and decipher it and pull it out. That's the truth. So whether it be Kanye, Kendrick. Yeah. You can pull, obviously pull some positivity and some light from that. Yeah. But you can even look at Waka Flocka. You can look at the Migos. You can look at like I said. They, they, what's they that dude's you? name? The Eminem, the Blue Eminem guy. I don't know. A six nine. Or something? Nah, you can. I don't know if you can pull some shit. That shit there is as low as it fucking. That's a fucking get, right? Yeah, goddamn it. But 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 my point. But, but my, my maybe thing, you can pull some. But see, like I told you, the positivity too. you pull from it is you look at these guys and you say, "What am I doing with myself? This guy is rich. But, I need to get off the couch." But you are that too. Yeah, you gotta look at that. Like that too. That's real. Yeah. But you can also look at them and say, I wanna make music like them. I wanna get out the hood like them. They found a vehicle. That's what I'm saying. That got them out the hood. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Cause it seems like you're saying it in more of if this idiot can do what I can do it. That's the thing. Which is true. That's I agree thing. with you, you there. You gotta give it. You're right. Because I'm going to tell right. you. Cause what, what, but on a more positive note, not, not that you're being negative. But but see, more people take the negative. And, and more people will they, take, they the gonna take the negative. I'm telling you, because they're going to look at it and say, you know but what? Let me that finish, inspired though. me. Let, but let me. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But I think it's fair. And I think it has to be said that, of course, you're going to have people that say, if that idiot can do it, I can do it. But. You can also, because I've heard people say, I've sat with, I've sat down with little niggas, and I'm gonna go back to the Migos, because really, I'm thinking of a conversation I had with this little dude I used to work with, and we were pretty much having this same conversation. Yeah. I was talking to this. Let me just tell the story. I was talking to this little nigga at a job I used to work, and I was basically telling him what hip hop music I feel he should be listening to. Yeah. And I was throwing out your usual suspects. Of Kendrick and J. Cole and all the quote unquote conscious positive rappers. And he said, okay, they make good music, I fuck with it. But he said that's not his cup of tea. 
And then when he told me what his cups of tea were, he said names like Migos, um, Mr. Blue Benjamin. I can't think of his real name, but I know he had a song called Mr. Blue Benjamin. I forgot his name. Plies. He listen, he's in that lane of trap rap music. Yeah. His favorite rapper was 21 Savage. Yeah. So here he is telling me 21 Savage is his favorite rapper. Here I am saying, you might be better served if you listen to a Kendrick. But when he expressed to me the positivity he saw in them, when he expressed to me that these young dudes are my age, going through what I'm going through, making lots of money, buying their mama houses with this money, and using the hip hop as a vehicle to better their lives, that inspired him to not be in the streets that inspired him to make music that inspired him to take his life to another level so i just want to make sure so basically he's saying if these idiots can do it he can do it too that's not what he, that's not what he was saying <laughs> i know though. i know but he's thinking that somewhere in his mind. maybe he is thinking he's like if this guy can do it i will tell you because at one time when you see somebody do something skillfully and masterfully yeah it's intimidating at first because i remember you know when you sit down studying rakim's rhyme Yo, we're well, starting off. I'm sitting up like, and I'm, and I'm and you were kind of scared purpose. to get to the mic. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm gonna cut you off on purpose. And what you're saying for some people is true. Yeah. But the message I got from this little nigga wasn't, he's stupid. Well, he's and I know that, I could do it. He's, but you think it at the back of your mind. That's what that that's what, what I'm, I'm thinking yeah. in the back of my no, mind. I'm gonna tell you that's what he's thinking too, because he's like, I can. But I can that, do that. But I, that's what I'm arguing. Now, now I am arguing with you now. That ain't what he was thinking. I'm gonna tell you. Listen, I've been there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let me finish. Let me finish. When I was talking to this little nigga, he wasn't saying if that idiot could do what I could do. What he was saying was that little black boy who looks like me, that little black boy who's my age, that little black boy who's from the same struggle as I, that little black boy who's equal to me, that little black boy who I look at as being the same as me, if he could do it going through what I'm go- going through, the same shit I'm going through, I know I could do it. If he could buy his mama a house, why can't I? He wasn't saying it in a tongue-in-cheek, he's an idiot, I know I can do as good as him type of way. He was saying it in a, we go through the same shit, so I know I could yeah. do it. It wasn't tongue in cheek. But that's why. Now, that's in, in my head, I was saying to myself, little nigga, you smarter than 21 Savage, of course you can. So that's what I was saying. Yeah. But he found inspiration in the familiarity. Just like I find inspiration if Locksmith, I'm, I'm looking at Locksmith like, yeah, he, he speaks to me. I understand him. Yeah. He gives me inspiration. And to that's, move why I said forward. That's, that's your voice. So exactly. 21 Savage. It's his voice. Even though his subject matter is fucking downright negative at times, even though that may be true, he is inspiring people to do positive. And and what I'm saying is he's an inspiration. The Migos yeah, can be an inspiration. He's an inspiration. Just as much as a Kendrick and a J. Cole. And and what I always try to tell I people. would have people, and I'm gonna say this one thing. Now, if you ask Joey Burnham what you would rather people listen to, then I'ma say all day, hey, I'd rather you listen to Kendrick, I'd rather you listen to Public Enemy than to listen to motherfucking 21 Savage, right? Yeah. I'm always going to push Kendrick on people and not push 21 Savage on people. But see, I'm going to tell I'm you. I'm always vouching for that. But 
even with that being said who am i to say that 21 savage isn't speaking to a people and inspiring he is but i'm just asking positive reasons not just because he's stupid and you can do it too i question these people too but but that now now not now we're getting to an argument because my point is that's what i'm saying why why question it because these all have voices see the thing is like here's the situation because you can learn no hold on once i get to a certain point voices start to happen right like when i'm younger it's like an initiation process when i start out and i'm young right and i'm just wild and young and i expect young music to sound a certain kind of way i expect it to be like young people experiencing like the joys of sex for the first time they they got they first they're getting high they they're wilding out they're getting a little drunk they just partying you know it's you life and then all of it it's exuberance is in front of you right i, I might need to say but life and all is it's exuberance is in front of you right and that's what i expect from them that's why i always tell people when folks be talking about how old a rapper can be but when they rap i say you can be old as you want to but i don't expect you to be sounding like you know you 17 like you just lost in the club every weekend and you whatever i expect some kind of direction as you grow I, i'm hoping for growth so i'm saying i'm hoping that i see you become something else you see what i'm saying especially more of your own person so when i'm listening to this little young guy or listening to any young guy that's what i look to them for i look for them to be to a point this is their education this is where they are this is what inspires them because of that and they're more like all of these people that he mentioned are more dance music pop dudes that with street edges you're referring back to my yeah, yeah, story about the yeah. dude I was talking about because they're dance music pop dudes with street edges so I would consider him a casual listener yeah. in music in general because exactly. I know at some point if you know he lives long enough he'll end up like I only listen to R&B now rap is too negative for me yeah. once he makes that transition he's yeah. that guy Okay. I know these guys. I've seen them before. They, they That's how they move. Okay. One minute. Yeah, man, I used to listen to Murder Man and the Killer every weekend. He, Murder Man the Killer, was the most murderous killer ever who killed the murder. All I listen to is jazz and gospel now. Yeah, those are your fake hip-hop fans. They When they find righteous music, it's never hip-hop. It's never hip-hop. They, done they don't it. know that you can find righteousness in hip-hop. And, so, and, and that's what I'm trying to say. At the end of the day, when you got people like that, that boy speaks to them because of where they are in their youthful stage now. Like, that music cover, colors their generation. Yeah. Right? Now, it's not that people in their generation aren't listening to other forms of hip-hop. Because they are. It's just their cup of tea. It's just their, it's their dance moves. It's their booty shake. It's their two hype brothers, two dope brothers and a dog. Okay. And I want you to go listen to that stuff. Go back and listen to Two Dope Brothers and a Dog. Go back and listen to on a Two Hype Brothers and a Dog. You know Donkey Buck, but from 12 Gauge. You know, I could give you all kinds of whack ass music from every generation. And I want you to go listen to it. It has something in common. Because all the generations, you know, you got a certain sect of people that listen to that, that, that shit. And they don't listen to anything else. Alright, and when people start rattling off that stuff and they say what they listen to, yeah, I'm gonna throw you in a category. If you don't throw nothing else in there, I'm just gonna say, okay. I mean, you, you're pretty much somewhat of a club kid. That's okay. You know, you're a bounce kid. So right. You know what I'm saying? But that's what you are. You know, I mean the next question I'm gonna ask you is, hey bro, so uh what's your favorite book? Okay. You you dig what I'm saying? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna throw in something else, you know, I'm gonna, and, and that's gonna, that's these are my interview questions for him. And so, at that point, like I said, there's an easier level of entry into hip hop or into life 
with these individuals because they're putting it where the goats can get it, as they say. They're like the Migos and stuff, they put everything where the goats can get it, where the simple people can get it, where anybody can get it, right? They're not gonna like a camp low. Or the or sheep. Yeah, or the, yeah. They're not gonna like a camp low. They're not gonna like something. And then you got, when you get to a different level, like people are not gonna like that stuff because it's, it's like once you start challenging somebody, oh, whoa, whoa, what's that? It's like I said, this, this is like a fraternity. Music listening and what the information you get out of it, it's like a fraternity. And it's like when you look at masonry and stuff, there's levels, right? Some people who are the Migos level, that's the porch. That's like this that's true. That's like the driveway. Like the Migos are the driveway. But it's you know, up driving up to the house. Somewhere. Exactly. You start somewhere. So you, you drive and you get you know, I'm in the driveway. And that's dance music. Because Migos and them are not new. They're not different. They're just the latest dance music. So you drive up to the house. You know what I'm saying? You're right there. What do you like besides this dance music? Okay. Well, maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. Maybe you don't like nothing but dance music. Maybe this is the only music you like and you're not a music guy. You see what I'm saying? Or a girl. You see what I'm saying? And so that's that's the way I look at it. I'm like, I think, you know, part of them saying what they're saying is like, hey, you know, this is me. This speaks for me like Daylight speaks for me. You see what I'm saying? Spoke for a certain type of, you know, kid that wasn't being heard. Cool Keith, people like that. They speak for people that aren't being heard, right? But when you look at those people, what type of guys are those? Okay, these are guys that they're probably aware of certain things. They probably read a book or here and there. They probably do it all this other stuff. You know, it's those kids. We are, Dela representing the side of a black America that was being buried. Like, you don't exist. You shut up. You go over here. I only want to see the Migos America. This is the America I will show you. You see what I'm saying? This is the Migos Black America, right? This is NWA's Black America. De La Soul shows up. You guys are a fan. Get over there in the corner. You know, you may get a little bit of look at Public Enemy because we knew that there was a pro-black righteous side out there and we fought them and killed them with the, uh, with the Panthers, right? But this other side that's expressive and has got, they're full of life and they got these wild ideas Afrofuturism came from it sitting in Birmingham. Sun Ra. Sun Ra, like, is Andre 3000 before Andre. He's Andre 3000 of jazz. That's what Sun Ra is. He's Afrofuturism. You know what I'm saying? He was Afrofuturism before it was coined Afrofuturism. See what I'm saying? So all of these guys, they're over here. So, but when I when I step up and I see hear my voice, when I'm looking at my voice, I'm like, hmm. There's some technical difficulty to get in <laughs> with my voice. You know what I'm saying? And, so, and I know that my level of the initiation process, I got to get off the porch. I got to get out the driveway, on the porch. And I may have to go up some levels before I get somewhere, right? Before I get some understanding. You know, I know Brother Ali was talking about back in his day, you you know, he almost pushed uh, Justin, not Justin B, what's his name? Uh, the guy that was in NSYNC that everybody loves that uh, was with uh, Timberland. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake was at a show in Wyoming. Actually at a uh, Brother Ali show. He just happened to be in the audience. I think he was performing somewhere that night. And he got backstage because he's Justin Timberlake. Uh, and he had jumped out there and he had grabbed the mic. Bunga bunga. Bunga bunga time. Uh, and uh, Brother Ali was about to punch him out because you don't grab an MC's mic in the school that he comes from because getting that mic 
getting that mic meant they respected you enough to let you hold a mic. And I remember coming into hip hop, shoot, you didn't get the mic. You didn't get a chance to even get on the mic until the older MCs realized that this guy can spit. The mic was sacred. It was kind of like what the breakdancers do with the, like, you don't come in the center of they cypher. You know what I'm saying? Unless you got the skills to stand in they cypher, to at least uprock, to do the things you're supposed to do. You know, you don't just get out there doing crab stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, and now it's kind of like, okay, that's a different level. So I'm looking at it from the craftsman standpoint. I'm looking at it from a different standpoint. And I think that a lot of these kids, you know, I respect what the uh, Migos do for them as far as like what you're saying, because that's a great story. But in a way, they still in the back of their mind, they're where they are intellectually, they're where they are developmentally. They, this is true. Yeah, so they're like, so basically they're saying that if this guy, like I was saying before, we all messed up, this guy messed up as he is, can hold it together and do all this other stuff, I feel like I got parts of me that's messed up, I can do it too. So when I see Amigo or I see uh, any of these other guys, that's what I see. Plies is educated, but he plays a character to make money. He plays his cousin or his brother or whoever that was. Yeah, I agree with you. He plays that guy. I you agree know, with Because when you hear saying. him talk, Plies will switch it up on him. He'll see it. What exactly are you talking about? I'm like, wait a minute. Where, whoa, where's Plies at? You know what I'm saying? He'll, he'll sound totally different. It's no doubt that, again, I'm on the same page with you. Yeah. Me and you talk the same shit. We think the same shit. We, that's just how we get down. Yeah. There's no doubt that the music you listen to molds you. Yep. Bunga bunga. Yeah, bunga bunga. That's what I'm trying. That's all, I was gonna throw that in there. Gotta have that's gotta have some bunga bunga pump. Y'all ain't ready for that. That's coming. We gonna talk about that. Gun bar the, gang. The gun bar gang. <laughs> we must be getting tired because we getting silly. But let me say this real quick. Yes. There is no dispute that the music you listen to is a representation of who you are and what you are and where you are in your life. Yeah. So again, if you listen to Kendrick Lamar, you might be a more intelligent. Maybe I shouldn't use that word. But you're just a mature music. Listener. You may be a little bit more mature. Music. You may be a more mature music listener. Your Thank ears. You your ears me. are like because I, I don't look at your it. ears and yeah. who you are as a person yeah. may be a little bit more mature and yeah. forward thinking. Yeah. If you listen to Kendrick versus if you listen to the Migos, you expect a Kendrick listener to be more open-minded than a Migos listener. Yeah. And there is no debate that maybe there is a debate. So I, I, I'm not going to use those words, but I will say this. I believe that you would be, most people would be better suited if they were to listen to Kendrick J. Cole and those type of artists. Yeah. As opposed to Amigos 21 Savage. Yeah. So the line has been drawn between those artists and those types of artists. And we understand that line and we understand it. Okay. But if you're trying to reach out to a young person, who are you going to gravitate toward? Kendrick was 21 Savage. Is this some a- people gravitate toward both. Yeah. But... Some people, most people, are going to gravitate. That's the well-rounded person. But most people are going to gravitate toward what their cup of tea is. And if it's a young person, they're going to gravitate toward a 21 Savage. So then you have to ask yourself, you have to ask yourself, okay, I can character profile this person based on the music they like to listen to. In this case, it's 21 Savage. So I want to spark change in this young person. How do I do it? Do I 
force my beliefs on them? No. Do I force my music on them? No. Or do I find that positive groove in their music, in their life, I think- and use what they're listening to and use their own world to push them toward the light? And that's that's basically and, and see, so that's if, what I'm so saying. if Twenty One yeah. Savage got their attention over Kendrick, as much as I love Kendrick, then I'm going to have to preach the hip hop gospel through Twenty One Savage. And and and, and I, that but like that's pretty much what I'm saying. I think that like the Twenty One Savages of the world and all these other people, they just represent like you know the rebellion against the system, rebellion against order, rebel, you know, kind of like you know what I'm saying. It's the shit that's there in everybody. It shows up in every form, every form of music. It's if rap gets a bad name for it. So I mean, and yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they set out to be positive, and I don't think they set out. They're just a release. It's just, yeah, a, they, yeah it's yeah. just like sometimes music yeah, is they just don't put music. that much. Music is just most music. of them don't put that much thought in. And it's like it's I can't dan- say all, but most of them because it's dance music. Because like I said, when you look at the elements, like I tell people, when you look at the elements that make up trap, the elements that make up trap, you do got some guys that will tra- do lyrics with trap. But I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the dance trap guys. The dance trap guys is trance music, EDM, with booty shake beats, you know, with the snare rolls and all of the other stuff. And basically, the subject matter is pretty much one-dimensional. It kind of reminds me, I always laugh because I think back in Chicago and places like that when people had like, you had like, uh, and you even had Ghetto Tech that was in Maryland. Ghetto Tech was just raunchy, like so raunchy that even Luke would be like, whoa. You know, they were talking about all kinds of stuff. You go look up Ghetto Tech. Uh, but you know, you had versions of House and stuff that was stripped down, and you'd have a situation where, like, people would be sending death threats to somebody in another neighborhood over a, a daggum 909 house track. You see what I'm saying? You know, I'm gonna kill Pookie, kill Pookie, kill Pookie, kill Pookie. You know, like, so you sit up like, you're like, wait a minute, bro. You know, you, I, I need to get up out of here. So this, these type of things are not new. It was just like, these are like things like Migos is 3-6 Mafia without flow, without the same level of flow. You see what I'm saying? Their flow is different. Their flow is, now well, their flow is similar to 3-6 Mafia, but I'm saying Lord Infamous and them are just monsters. They're better on the flow. A lot better. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you're talking about Kingpin, Skinny Pimp. Play a fly, time and right the third. These dudes be going, they would be going in talking about some dark stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, whereas the Migos, a lot of times, they they kind of stay with the, like, you know, I'm partying. They stay with the maybe four to five word quatrains. I mean, uh, you know, they, they don't really go very deep mm-hmm. in. And that's not what their job is. Their job is to have fun. Their job is to party. Their job is for you to forget about your problems and just come into their world for a minute, pop these bottles, mess with these models, do you know, live life. Fuck these hoes. You know, close these doors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So bunga that's, bunga. <laughs> it's, it's a whole their whole album is bunga bunga. Bunga bunga island. An entire island dedicated to bunga bunga. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> So, Come on down and enjoy the banga banga. Yes, y'all, y'all, y'all will get that later. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that killing me. Oh my goodness. But, but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I um, you know, 
I don't, I don't, I don't think that people are unintelligent because, it's, like I said, I think that the big thing is everybody listens to that music. Everybody has listened to that kind of music before. That music has its place, and I think it can inspire. And like I said, I think it speaks to the darker side of folk, and it speaks to a, a dislike of the system. And it speaks to a lot of things. You know, you just want to you shake things up. Like I said, when I told about the history of piracy, when I talk about all this, all this stuff comes back into this music. You know what I'm saying? You know, so yeah, basically, it's a reflection of the world as a society. Exactly, and that's why I said, if you want to change this music, you change where it's coming from, so that it doesn't have a place change to take root. You change the artist, like uh, you know, once you change that, you know, when not, it's, it's, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, that cycle is it's so fucking hard to break. I know, but because not, when Nas said hip hop is dead, like that's you know that's that's a cycle. Like he when he he was people didn't get that. He was saying that the first level of where hip-hop came from that part is totally unrecognizable from what it is right now that's true you understand the, the from the block parties to the real mc culture to the actual people like and mcs came late we're talking about you know the block parties with the djs and the actual break breakers and a and, lot of niggas in the south got mad at that too yeah, because when they didn't get it. When Nas was saying hip hop is dead, I was always saying it's, it's, real, it's not that culture. I was like, listen, I'm. I was always saying, listen, I'm from the south, and I'm not offended when Nas says hip hop yeah. is dead because I know he's not talking about the. He's south. not talking about you. He's talking because you're just a, like the south got it late. Later, later, and maybe like a sign of guilt too, because it's like a uh, what would they say a, a hurt dog a holler? Exactly. Like he wasn't talking about you, but yet you took offense to it. Exactly. You that says more about you than it does Nas, or yeah. that says you're more about your culture or the people who took offense to Nas than it does Nas, because like you said, Nas was just saying this shit didn't change a whole fucking lot. Yeah, and and the first the first wave has has you know it's not like people still break. You got international dance uh, break dance championships and all that other good stuff. Um, you got uh, writers came later, uh, and people don't even understand MC culture because they don't understand that MCs came later to the scene because the MCs that were originally on the scene were just guys. Were MCs. MCs. They might as well be MC a host of a party. And that's what they were. They kept the party that's, live. Yeah, yeah. They were guys who were on the mic in between, like everybody in the back, everybody in the front, put your hands in the air. Yeah. And and I went to a, a show where uh, Dougie Fresh. I wanted him to perform Keep On Rising to the Top, his first album and all of those. I wanted him to perform it so bad. This dude won't perform it in, in this city. He'll perform it in Atlanta, but he won't perform it in this city. He comes here and he gets the crowd to their feet, works everybody to a frenzy, won't rap one time. Don't rap. Dude did not rap one time. He would get everybody up to their feet. He had everybody doing everything he told them to do. That dude's an MC on every level. I told folks, I said, I said, I challenge you. This dude ain't gonna get out here and be like, quagmire. <laughs> but but he'll be like, he'll tell you, get up, everybody. I want y'all to get up, everybody in the back. Come on, let's go. Go with the league. Quagmire. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, but, well, you got that from Big Daddy Kane. Yes, yes. That was on um the uh, art, art of rap. The art of rap. Yeah. This is funny as But so he, he yeah, he won't do that. But he actually, but he will move you. Like I said, like, so there's three to four different ways to move people. And like, you know, this this proved it. Like I said, so if you want to change music, music is changing as we speak. It's going through its variations. And the thing about hip hop, hip hop has been a chameleon. You know what I'm saying? It's always going to be like when the Melly Mel's and all those people came along, that started our lyrical MCs off. Not Melly by himself. But I'm telling you, Melly showed you could do a story that everybody remembered. 
Like, you yeah, know, you said Kumo D. You know, Kumo, oh, Kumo D was in there too, but I'm just saying, like, that cast, when you first heard That's when the message, the message, yes, the message ain't playing. Melly Mel, Kumo D. To this day, I tell people, you go listen to the message, the message is like, bruh. To this, that's still tied to that old broken glass everywhere. People pissing in the streets, man. They just don't care. To the, to this day, you go listen to that story. It's, it holds over. Even when you listen to this song about cocaine, white lines, white lines still holds over. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he talking about like you know white lines. Yeah, like <laughs> like I'm like, I'm like, come on, dude. So I'm like that. These things still. They hold over, and that's where the MC came in, because people said, "Oh, I can, I can tell a story on this. I can, I can do this." And people have been doing it, but he committed it to wax. So, as we said, that made more people go out and say, "Hey, I'm gonna do what he did." And then some people started doing it better. They started doing it. Different cadences came about. Your cool modes came forth, who were probably out at a similar time. You know, your busy bees, all these other guys. These guys all came forth, and they started doing different stuff. So, that's it. Moving forward, here we are. We at Migos, and people are like, well, where did Migos come from? It came from what was going on in Memphis. You know what I'm saying? There are variation of what was going on in Memphis with dance music and what's hot in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, man. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. So it's all it's like I said. I don't, I don't trace, see any negative. Yeah, you can trace rap styles back. Yeah, to its origins. Exactly, and I don't see any negativity. Like I mean, the subject matter is subject matter. I, and I think that people can't take stuff from it because, like I said, because we can't just bash the dark. You have to challenge the dark. So that's what I always tell people. The problem is the way when people just bash a uh, dark rap or rap is considered and, dark. And that's, and that's, I'm glad you said that because yeah. I'm glad you said that. You wrapped up my entire point with that, yep. which are articulate motherfucking self. Because I want to make sure that just because I ride with hip hop, I want to make sure I don't bash the other side. Yeah. Because that side is helpful and that side is needed. Well, that's just and I want to, side like you corner. said, challenge that the other dark. side. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that. You got to challenge the dark if you yeah, will. If, exactly. you, if you want to refer to, to backpack rap and conscious rap as the light yeah. and the opposite being the dark, then yeah, I don't want to bash you, the dark. I want to challenge the dark. I'm glad you, you said that. And you can't have, you can't have all light because that's insanity. You're not gonna know what the dark looks like, because if that's, that's part like of the that's, allegory of the cave, yeah, do I say it exactly? It's part of the soul. So I'm saying it's part of the soul too. That that part is part of the soul, and you have to challenge. It's gonna arise. I'll end on this note. Most Def said it. Hip hop is going where we going. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna see what you see. The reason why somebody says, you know, when you go to an art museum, somebody can, you know, a guy took a cross and put it in feces, right? That was an art museum. Okay, so you got to understand art is there to challenge. Art is not going to always make you feel comfortable. You see what I'm saying? And I, you know, I see what the Migos do and stuff like that. They're doing what they do. Like you're going to have deconstruction and stuff. You're going to have stuff that's pretty much performance art. Like what Little B does is almost performance art. Uh, you know, people call it trolling. And, it, and it's almost, it's, you know, it's a, it's a combination of things. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's like performance art. It's like I'm going to move the crowd by making them mad or making them crazy or they're going to come to my thing and I'm not going to show up. Or I'm going to do all this stuff. Like, it's just kind of like stuff that they do. This is all a part of it. But they never get credit for it. And you look at people like Cool Keith 
Like, oh, he rap off beat. I don't know what. I'm like, cool, Keith pushes the boundaries. He's rapped in every, just about every style you can imagine. <laughs> you know, if you study this dude, he's done it all. He's just proving the point. He's bored with everything, and he keeps on going. I, I posted today his song, uh, Leave Me Alone. And it's pretty much talking about the mu- music industry. And, I, and his swipe at No Limit is still one that makes me laugh to this day. When he said, I don't need no Joe Neckbone. <laughs> he called him Joe Neckbone. He said, I don't need no Joe, no Joe Neckbone painting a picture of me, posting a picture of me, eating a honeycomb while sitting on the throne. I'll take a picture. I, I, you know, I, 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 yeah, exactly. I, I was at a swipe at No Limit. Because that, that was back in the day when the Pen and Pixel was doing all their graphics. Yeah, they had some they had outlandish, exactly outlandish covers, and he and he pretty much that was them swipe. niggas. I have an album cover with a nigga, Silk the Shocker, be sitting in the middle of a million poker chips yep. with two Rolls Royces, barely seen by the amount of fucking poker chips covering it up. Yeah, with with nine pool tables, eight watches, and then be dazzled, bezeled words. It'll say Silk the Shocker. I'm that nigga. Bonga bonga. Yes, yes. Okay, it was just gaudy, yes. glittery. My favorite still with the bears. It was just like well, whoever that company. Their graphic designer the just was like. Pen and Pixel was on it. Shit. What's the, what's the name? Pen and Pixel. Pen and Pixel. Yeah. Pen and Pixel wasn't fucking around because that yeah. shit was gaudy. But we loved it back in the day. I loved it. I used to love their covers. I used to like their CD covers. The CD um, what you call it? The, the jewel. The jewel case. Yeah. I used to love it because they were they were different. They were blue. They were different colors. They were blue. They had those little ridges on the side and shit. They, they it was a different type of package. It made you want to buy the album. They so, were hilarious. I know that ain't necessarily the conversation you were trying to have, yeah, but, but it just that, made my mind go to that level. But yeah, but that, yeah, that's pretty much what I, I just wanted to say. It's just like, you know, everybody needs to, you know, I mean, I close out on that. I just think everybody just, you know needs to express themselves. I think all voices need to be heard out there. I think there's something to be had in all the voices and something to be explored. But my big thing is, I think we need diversity. We just need it. diversity. We need to see the other side. If you can't ever see the other side, you can't say what you did or didn't like. The thing is, I think I grew up on a good time because rap was underground for me. And so since rap was underground, all these voices were there. The gangster was there with Schooly D and them. Uh, PSK, what the fuck does that mean? You know what I'm saying? That was there. And you got like the funny rapper, the guy who's like just being the silly, being a clown all the time. You had the dance rapper. You had the serious rapper. You see what I'm saying? You had them all. And you could see that. And you could just, just, how do I feel today? I could go from listening to PSK to raunching this from Too Short to jumping over and listening to something else. And like a lot of times, like I said, that raunchiness and stuff. And, and the more important thing, yeah. Is that it was all on the radio? Well, no, radio, I, would, radio. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh-uh. say more important. I would say the radio a, a, a was key not playing. Point. Okay, they, they weren't playing it, but I, I would say that at one point you would hear real hip hop. Hell, hell, it was a point when real hip hop was on the radio going platinum. Well, but that was in the nineties. You may not be talking about that. Though. Yeah, yeah, no, because like early, I'm talking about the war. I was there for the war. I was there for like when R&B hated hip hop. Everybody hated hip hop. They was trying to kill hip hop in its first golden era. Oh, you talking like about the like the eighties? Yeah, shit. The, the late eighties and its first real golden era. Um, hip hop was underground, and you got everything. You got to see everybody. Yeah, you talking about that era? My yeah, bad. Yeah, but by the time you make it to the nineties, then you making it to another era when you making it to the, uh, you know, the, the uh, mafioso rap. 
uh, street rap is, is kind of taking its place. You know what I'm saying? All this other stuff is coming in big. You talking like 94 and shit? Yeah. Yeah, some people refer to it as the second golden era. Some people refer to it as the silver era. Yeah. Yeah. So that's which is lesser than gold because like 88, 87, 89. Yeah, that's, that's like the gold Oh era. my god. Yeah, you couldn't you could not lose. You had to be thorough to drop a rap album back then. That was not a game. It, it's crazy because at one at one point, and we're really gonna close it out after this. And that's really what I was referring to when I so rudely interrupted you. My yeah. bad. But at one at one point in hip hop history. Labels, fans, and people would only buy your album if you could rap. Okay, you all you always had your your novelty rap. Yep. Father MC and whatever that motherfucker's name was. Yep, the Gucci Crew. You all the Fat Boys. You always had your novelty rap. But there was a point in hip hop history when people consciously said, "I'm not gonna buy your album. You can't rap." Nowadays, people don't give a fuck if you can rap or not. They just want the beat, and that has always existed. But people were more lyrically inclined and savvy back in the '80s and early '90s and '94 than they are now. But yeah, you had like a like I said, what's changed is they always said there was a better audience. That I mean, that's what I said it wasn't the rappers because you got great rappers right now. You just got an audience that is not as keen on rap because. Back then, rap was a thing that was burgeoning, and you had to go look for it. And you had to be a part of a you had to be a part to be a part of a scene. You had to go out and be a part of a scene. Now the internet has made it so that you don't got to go out to be a part of anything. You basically just be sitting at the house like, what you, what are you into, bro? I just pulled up this guy in Belgium. He makes songs with his eyeballs. You know, like you're like, bro, I, I don't even know what that's about. I tell you another thing too. People in the '80s were coming fresh off the civil rights movement, that were or, or, or were closer to the '70s and '60s. Yeah, yeah, they were still so, getting that music. So they they were and still they were getting, album people, and they were album people. Yeah, so yeah. that generation, those people, their kids, and they, grandkids, and their kids and their grandkids, they were closer to the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. So their ears were used to being to exposed to different excellence. Shit. And the further you get away from the civil rights movement and that black pride and black righteousness and black people stand together and black people seeking the renaissance. Yeah. The further you get away from that, for lack of better words, the audience becomes a little dumb. Yeah. And the dumber the audience becomes, the dumber the music becomes. Yeah. Because guess who makes the music? The fans. Yeah. The audience. Yeah. That's true. So that's yeah. This has been another episode of the grown ass of the Bunga Bunga Show. Yes. Live from Italy. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. This, this has been another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. Gotta give you that because right. these conversations are so fucking needed. Grown folks, don't go out here and do no dumb shit because that ain't what grown folks do. And we out. And we out. This is a Fourth Coast Media Production. Fourth Coast?